This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I am Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you, Al? What's happening in your world? We've had our uh, Easter holiday here in Australia, so I'm a little bit relaxed. It was it was nice. Cool. Uh, I had to juggle some work because, obviously, other places in the world aren't necessarily on holidays, but that's part of what we do across time zones, isn't it? It is, yeah. I just I didn't realise that America don't even take uh, four days. Like I thought most Western countries did. No, but this year I've got a number of clients that are that are uh, Jewish, and they take they have Passover now, and then you've got Greek Easter as well, which is offset. So yeah, you've just got to be conscious of everybody's beliefs and holidays and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't really take a break because you know we're building a house, so we're just trying to not go away so much this year. We do have a, another week booked at Villa Vivante because we're designing a website for a client and that's our, our payment. So that's happening later in the year, but that's our nice. kind of big treat. But yeah, for, for me, it's really, uh, yeah, just taking it easy this Easter, mate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Look, we're doing the same thing. We're doing a few changes around the house. So we've decided this year not so many holidays and just get everything done. You know, it's, it's a lot of work, isn't it, really? Mm. It is indeed, man, yeah, yeah. I, look, I would hate to be owner-builder. Is that what you're doing or are you uh, you're having it managed by a builder? I'm having it managed by a builder, but the last time we did the whole house, it was owner-builder, and I tell you, I would not do it again. I did enjoy it to a certain extent, but it is a lot of work. It really is epic. Yeah, yeah, couldn't be bothered. We're just, yeah, using somebody to take care of all of that stuff for us. But cool, mate. So right. is that what you've been up to? Is that what you've been up to this week or? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's other things, but we're going to have a long episode that we're going to try and, you know, condense. So let's just get into it. Dude, let's do it. All right. What have we got this week? All righty. So this is part four of a five-part series, and the title of this is Proven Ways to Attract New Customers with No Hard Selling. So this is based on Traffic and Conversion Summit, um, you know, that I went to, which was about a month ago now. But uh, yeah, amazing content, amazing speakers. And on this episode, we're just going to break down three speakers that I listen to and, you know, we'll name who they are, of course, and go through their content. But this is also just letting, you know, our listener know that this is me and Al sort of bantering about what I've learned, okay? So it's not strictly everything that the client said, uh, sorry, the client that the speaker said, but it's based on what they said. Yeah, and, and listen, this is part four of a five-part series, but you don't need to race back and listen to the first one. They're not, there's no continuity. This is, you know, the different parts of the the Traffic and Conversion Summit and the notes that Greg took. So so settle in, listen to this one, and if, if you like what you hear, and the, I mean, there's some great tips in here, go back and listen to the other episodes because there's, you know, what was there, big, big scary shifts in marketing for, for 2018, communication marketing that sells millions, and marketing to tools that create free traffic. So that's that's where we're up to so far. And now, we're proven have- ways to attract new customers with no hard selling. Exactly. And I think realistically, 
If you're doing the hard sell these days, you're doing it the wrong way, okay? So you just don't need to do that anymore. You, the goal is to attract people to you so that you don't have to do the hard sell. And obviously, you know, your website can be designed that way. And and anyway, these three speakers are given some other ways that uh, will help attract the, the customer to you. So depending on what kind of business you have. So for a start, we're going to talk about the, the phone funnel. Then we're going to talk about how to position or like a, a marketing agency or an agency of digital services. And then we're going to talk about how to get new members into your website. And that's a killer one by Stu McLaren from uh, Tribe. So yeah, we've got some killer content coming up. Let's get into it. Look, just before you start, and I haven't read all the notes for these ones, I am going to say you know, a, lot of, a lot of the idea of attraction has to start with a good basic sell. So even though you don't have to hard sell, if you can at least one-to-one sell your product and you know that sales process, that hard sell really, really well, then you should be able to transpose it across. So who have we got first? Yeah, cool. So we've got Oliver Bilson, and he's talking about the phone funnel, okay? And so he says, well, his title was like, how to predictively drive qualified leads into sales calls, right? So this is really for high ticket items. Uh, It doesn't have to be mega high, but you know, if you're selling products online, anything over say $2,000, you usually need uh, a one-to-one call to do the sale. Not always, but you know, most of the time. Okay. So this funnel is really how to use automation to, you know, use a few moving parts and tools, but we'll go through that. And really the outcome is to you know, schedule a one-to-one call, but you want to use this process to build trust along the way. Okay. So where do we start? All right. So, well, with cold traffic, what he's suggesting is that you want to use Facebook's ad manager power editor. So in there, there's this little thing that you call called a lead generation, a Facebook leads ad, which is the thing you need to select as the starting point. And then you want to link that up through messenger bots, like a tool called ManyChat to start the actual conversation. And this is like an automated way of asking uh, multiple choice questions. So uh, for each question, you wanna give them a yes, no answer initially, because that triggers the next question essentially, right? So sort of questions that you would ask would be like, are you A, and then insert, you know, the, the market or the avatar, right? Yes or no. And then do you want some help with, you know, whatever you sell, for instance, yes or no. And then, you know, you can ask, would you like a video on that topic to be sent to you now, right? And so this is where it turns from a, like a a bot into using SMS into what is called a phone funnel, right? So essentially what it'll do is it will activate through automation something that will uh, link into your, your email marketing system like Infusionsoft. And what they do is they link it through Zapier, which is a, a technical tool that links pretty much any software to, to anything, which is really cool. And then you can have a notification set up in Slack or an email notification and then you automatically follow up with an SMS, depending on if they press, you know, yes or no, if you'd like the video sent to them. And the point here is what Oliver Bilson was talking about was sending them the video to the people, uh, to the prospects via SMS because it converts a lot better than email, but you just want to have a bit of automation set up to get it from, um, you know, ManyChat or MessengerBot, et cetera, into an SMS. 
So use a bit of automation around that. A couple of things on that, just for, for, that's probably time sensitive if you're listening to this at the time of recording. Facebook has actually put a hold on or blocked many, if not all, of the messenger bots at the moment. So I'm sure it's going to get switched back on and come on. But I think I think the point or the principle of this is still quite solid, right? Which is mm. start a conversation, ask the right questions. And then the great suggestion is push it to an SMS because, you know, SMS and Messenger both convert much, much higher than email does, right? Like a link to an SMS, somebody's going to click on it. You can play uh, on iPhones and a lot of devices these days. You can play the videos in stream so they don't even have to leave their message um, interface, uh, very, very powerful. I really, really like that idea. So you, you're then pushing them to the phone and you've got a whole bunch of tips and tricks. You know, you talk about Slack notifications. Listener, if this is all going over your head, which to me it is a little bit for me too, but I get the principle, get somebody technical to help you sit, connect all this up together because otherwise it can be a little bit of a logistical nightmare. That's right, yeah. The goal is to get them, you know, to to watch videos through SMS because you can have a, you know, a more interactive personal conversation when it's done via SMS, right? So as long as you keep getting feedback from the prospect and you're not annoying them, you really need to respect their SMS thread. I think it's a bit more sacred than email or messenger for instance so yeah really respect it but yeah so then from there what you want to do is send them to like just a primer video it's really just an overview of how you can help them and i think if you use the spin selling formula which is uh, an acronym you know for spin so show them the situation p is the, the problem so you really let them know that you understand their problems what the implications are like the i Uh, implications tell them you know what the implications are if they don't take action essentially or if they just stay where they are and then n or is the need of the payoff and it's kind of the call to action you tell them how your solution can help them and and tell them what to do next essentially but yeah it doesn't need to be a long video it's just seen as a, a primer video just to let them know that you can you can help them solve their problems It's so funny, isn't it? Because we gave this episode the title with no hard selling. But really, everything you've described so far is part of the hard sell process. It's just done in a a softer, nicer, more structured way where the prospect can take their own steps. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's hard selling, though. Like, to me, up to this point, it's really turning a cold lead into a warm lead by giving them, you know, choices all along the way and just asking them little questions, make sure that your message is right for them. But really, you don't have to get on the phone with a, a one-to-one cold prospect and, and do a hard sell. That's This is kind of the opposite to that. You're right. You don't have to do the hard sell. But what I'm saying is, is that all the elements you've introduced here, any good salesperson on a hard sell mission would be putting into their conversation uh, it's just done yeah, in a more yeah. in a in a more elegant way that's more comfortable for both you the business owner and the prospect who's going through the process it doesn't feel as icky as as the hard sell yeah exactly exactly yeah and there is also a tool called yeti text which is a really good uh, you know automation tool for sms okay kind of like many chat for messenger and so once again uh, you can set up yes or no type of uh, multiple choice questions. So based on their response, you would then send something else. And the goal 
is really to get them onto a one-to-one call, but you have to sort of measure them along the way to, for their interest level because you don't want to push things on them if they're not ready for it. So it could be, you know, a, a week or two week long process all the way. You're just trying to get micro commitments because remember you're selling a high ticket item here. So micro commitments are a big part of this process and you don't just want to be pushing. You want to sort of be there at the right time for when they do ask for the next thing. And that can all happen automate, I mean, automatically, but yeah, you just want to be careful that you don't be too pushy. Agreed. I absolutely agree. Cool, yeah. And then, so yeah, goal is just to get them onto a one-to-one call, and that's really the point where you would you know, do a almost, well, not a hard sell, but you would, they're already warm, right? So all you have to do is trying to help them on that call. And it might be a, you know, half an hour or a one hour call, but it's really you just being helpful and giving them a strategy or whatever you need to, to bring them that one step closer. And then from there, what you really want to do is put them back into automation if they don't, if they don't purchase at that point. And then you want to just keep following up with them through automation or it can be, you know, it depends on what you're selling, but it can be your personal touch in there if you need to. But yeah, the goal is to just keep, you know, providing uh, information when they need it. And remember that high ticket items usually take about six or seven touch points before somebody's, you know, sold essentially. It's very similar to an email marketing funnel where, you know, you're, you're directing them to that to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And if they don't buy straight away, you don't just disregard them. You keep delivering them value as you go. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, even where I've failed personally is, you know, I didn't have a follow-up sequence in in our, like an automated follow-up sequence. And that meant it relied on me. And of course, when it relies on me, I'm not as likely to, to chase the colder leads when there's so many like new leads coming in. So yeah, it's just a priority thing. But now I've got, you know, somebody to help me and I've got uh, automation around it as well. So, yeah, this this is that was kind of the lesson that I got from this whole conference. One of the things that I was going to implement was to fix my my sales process. So, yeah, that's kind of what I got out of out of that presentation. Yeah, yeah. Add in that automation for the follow up. Keep keep your leads happy. Uh, if they even if they've converted to, to customers, you know, send them value on a regular basis is is just a killer thing to be doing. You bet. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next one. So, uh, this was based on a presentation by Peter Cap. Uh, Caputa, sorry if I haven't pronounced that correctly. So he's from databox.com. And so he used to work at uh, HubSpot. And so he has a lot of data on agencies. Okay. So they, you know, it's all about helping agencies. So he really knows what's working and what isn't working. So this presentation of his was sort of how to, you know, how to market and how, how to position a marketing agency. All right. So one of the key things that he said was to specialize in one thing, try not to be a Swiss army knife and offer everything because, you know, you won't be known for that one thing. And look, you can offer all these things, but just be known and specialize in one thing and you'll get a far better reputation for that one thing. Of course, you know, niching, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's a good reminder. That's the thing about all these presenters. Like, you know, not everything was groundbreaking. And, you know, obviously you got to remember everybody in the crowd could be at totally different levels. But yeah, it's a good reminder that, you know, you really should be known for one thing. Yeah, don't, don't try and be everything to everybody. I mean, you can have a broad range of products, but just be known for one thing. It's much easier to 
market yourself, position yourself when when you when you do that. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I gave some good examples of agencies that do everything and there was one particular INVOQ.com. They offer uh, help with CRMs since that's essentially what most clients need the most of, right? Because there's so many options out there and they're, they're so complicated. But even though they offer everything else in the marketing funnel, that's a one thing that got them the most traction. So, yeah, it's just a, a reminder of, you know, picking something that, you know, that, that you're good at and that you're passionate about and, yeah, essentially try and, you know, think of that one thing that, you know, everybody's going to need. Sweet. Yeah, you're right. You know, we need to be reminded because we do. We tend to, to go off on tangents. Yeah, cool. All right. You also talked about have packages instead of selling time. So obviously, you know, we do this in our businesses, L, so we don't, you know, trade time for money. We, we have products that have a, a set price and, you know, it's sort of based on the, the result that we're going to get them, right? So what he's saying is, you know, tell your clients that they need to be on a retainer uh, for us to do the best work, which I thought was, you know, really smart advice. You can't always do that, but, you know, the recurring income is absolutely gold in any business. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. The fact that if you can offer a retainer and you're getting paid every month for doing, you know, the, the same amount of work that you could squeeze into a month, but you're going to be able to offer more value to the client and you'll be able to do a much better job for them if there's more margin in it for you and it's more of a long-term game. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, some type of retainer or recurring income is gold. I mean, some of the, the most valuable businesses in the world are based on some type of recurring subscription or repeat business deliverable. So, you know, it's it's a lot of people seem to be afraid to ask that. They want to they wanna seem like they're the good business owner by saying, oh, it's just month by month and no commitment. But at the end of the day, if you get a commitment – and you, you build on that recurring income with more and more customers, you can deliver better and better value. You can reinvest that money into better systems. It's a very, very smart way to do business. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing you said was to sell value. So I guess it's all packaged into you know, retainers and, and don't sell your time for money, etc. So if you can sell the value, and you gave a really clever tool, which is called Inbound Revenue Calculator Tool over at guavabox.com so go check that out but yeah it lets you work out things like you know your conversion rate your average qualified uh, leads your new how many customers uh, you'll need per month how much new business per month um, so yeah really smart tools there's a lot of information you can put in there and so really if you work out you know how much income you need then you can sell the value of you know based on the amount of income you need you know what i mean so for instance if you're if you work out that with your business your all of your expenses etc that you're going to need i don't know let's just say ten thousand dollars a month income for that to be profitable then you want to make sure the value that you're selling will make it profitable so i thought it was just kind of a good way to make sure that if you're because a lot of businesses fail in the first year right but if you can work use a tool like this to work out how much revenue you need then you can tailor your products around that calculated uh, outcome. 
Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting that somebody's formalized that tool because back in my agency days, I basically had a, a spreadsheet, a Microsoft spreadsheet. I haven't seen a Microsoft spreadsheet in a while. I use Google Sheets, but it was basically a spreadsheet that did exactly that. So it said, look, you know, here's your current number of leads. Here's how much it costs you to get them. Here's uh, the return you get on your leads or how many convert to sales, what the average sale is and so on. And then, you know, just punch in some simple numbers. What happens if we add... 10 conversions or five conversions to that to show how valuable having that service is. Exactly. And will your business break? You know, do you have capacity and all that sort of stuff? So, yeah, you know, I thought it was really, really clever. And then, so really, he also sort of reiterated the fact that if you are selling value, you really must deliver on value. Okay. So, you know, if you're telling people that you can get them a certain result a you want to prove it but b you need to deliver on it otherwise you you know your business will go down and there's nothing more powerful than delivering on your results and then following up with your customer to get a testimonial to prove that you've delivered on the results because that goes back into your marketing arsenal to you know create more social proof to attract more customers and let me say that one of my biggest tips there is price setting helps you deliver better value. If you are truly selling value, and let's just say hypothetically speaking, you know, you sold your service for $5,000 per month and you can only just deliver on your promise for $5,000 a month, there is no reason why that same customer wouldn't pay $6,000 a month and allow you to deliver them even more value. So, you know... Mm. Setting your price is very important if you are going to sell value because you definitely need to be able to have the budget to deliver it. Yeah, most definitely. And things that you could consider to add into, you know, delivering value is finding other services that are either, you know, down the funnel of your service or up the funnel. There's something else they're going to need essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And, yeah, and then he kind of just closed off on, you know, be the guide for your client, not the hero, which I heard three times through speakers at the at the event. And, and um, you know, it's a really powerful message. You know, you don't want to try and be the hero. You just want to guide them. Yeah. So that, that's more like being the, the doctor and prescribing the solution, not the tradesperson building the solution. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he did give a tip. If you do have an agency, a marketing agency, get listed on websites like agencyspotter.com. I haven't checked out yet, but it's a good tip. And then he just said as well, one thing, you know, like visually, and he he displayed this graphic of, um, you know, this could be on your website, for instance, imagine a banner on your website. And it's just like a, an overview of all the different ways you can help them. It has them in the center of it. And then you have all of your services kind of, you know, pushing into them and, and, you know, show the results and, and things like that in the graphic. Sweet. Cool. All right. So now finally we have Stu McLaren talking about getting new members in your membership site. Okay. So Stu McLaren is a, a, you know, a king of memberships. I can't remember which business he owned before he had tribe, but yeah, he learned a lot about what works in memberships. So I think it was Memberium or Member Mouse or one of those. I could be wrong. But anyway, so he's saying there's two sides to a membership. One is getting members and the other is keeping members. And on this presentation, he talked about um, getting members essentially. You know, I know there's going to be a lot of listeners going, oh, but I don't have a membership site. What do you mean by a membership site? You know, I just have customers. 
You know, if you have an audience, i.e. people that want or need what it is you sell, then you should be able to be, build some sort of like-minded group around that. So, you know, just, just listen to the techniques here, listen to the suggestions, and then go out and do a little bit more research on how you might be able to implement this. Most definitely. And go back, I think it was the first episode, Big Scary Shifts, where we talk about how important it is to have a community. So a membership site is a really good place to house your community. Okay, so he was saying, okay, this is all about how to get new members, right? So step one, start with a beta launch, okay? So leading up to the opening, seed what's coming soon, okay? So it might be to your Facebook group or on your podcast, and you just drop tiny little seeds without giving away too much. So the goal there is to create curiosity. And then he said to invite your list into a live webinar. And really it's just to say like, here's my vision, okay? And you wanna teach them and tease them with what they can expect from the membership site. And uh, you wanna say like things like, you know, if you, if you become a founding member, then you'll be locked in today for life at this price, okay? So, and then you wanna have a Q&A session in, in the webinar to you know, at the end of the webinar to really open up questions and find out what's important to your, you know, potential audience of the membership and, you know, ask them what their problems are and what they would like in the membership to help solve their problems. And then, of course, you want to record the webinar and we'll talk about why shortly. Again, for the listeners that are saying, but I don't have a membership and maybe you wouldn't have a paid membership, you wouldn't use things like grandfathering and locking people in, you know, it might just be a matter of getting as many people within your industry, like-minded, chatting together, you know, in a nice, comfortable, you know, format. Now, yeah, Facebook groups are epic, but they're on Facebook, right? So using this technique allows you to move those people from Facebook to your own platform where you can control the, the conversation. And then you've got this captive audience that you can sell to. I just, yeah, I really, really like memberships and, and and i wish more businesses would think about how to use them yeah 100 percent, man yeah so it is definitely a good way to future proof your business if you have a community around it so next up you're saying have the launch right so the longer the runway for the launch usually the bigger the results okay um he's saying in your marketing messages appeal to the head and the heart because people buy on emotion but when they're telling people about what they bought, they talk about all the logical reasons. So you want to appeal to both. There's all different phases throughout this, but just briefly saying phase one and two are quite long. So phase one is share content about values, beliefs, philosophy, opinions, your cause, what you stand for. Phase two is, you know, awareness, share case studies and client stories, create a belief in what's possible. And then phase three is create desire. So make a case for the opportunity you're selling address internal challenges, limiting beliefs, self-doubt, fear, and address the next steps. And then phase four is the purchase phase. So he talked a lot about open versus closed, right? Having your membership open all the time, which is what a lot of people do. But when it's always open, there's no urgency. So people just save it for later versus if it's closed and people know when that opening date is going to be, that really creates urgency and only have it open for a limited time. And that really creates desire when they're looking forward to that moment as well. So yeah, that's a huge killer tip for membership site owners that most people probably know about it these days, but yeah, you'll have a far better result if you only have it open for a limited time of uh, limited time each month. And you're saying each month you can offer a bonus, a different bonus each month 
to you know get people to take action on that particular month. Phase five is the launch phase. So use Facebook Live video to drive traffic. Um, then he said run a, a waitlist promotion. And he's got details on all this, but this is just an over, overview of what he mentioned. So, yeah, he said opt in to be notified when it's open. Um, so that would be like an email campaign. And then he said run an evergreen ad to the, the webinar, which would be the recorded webinar, and then to, you know, the opening for, you know, uh, for when it's for when the, the membership's open, essentially. Um, and then have a, a member referral promotion, which I thought was really clever. So for people that are members, incentivize them to share it as well. And because if they're in there, if they're already a member, they're obviously you know in there for a reason. They're probably getting good results. So they're probably the best people to you know to share the love. I've got to jump in there because there's a couple of really killer things in there that I think you just skimmed over. And I yeah. just want to point a big spotlight at them. So firstly, you know, uh, you didn't mean you actually mentioned it after the live launch, which is the waitlist promotion. What you didn't mention early on is, you know, when mm. you don't have your membership open all the time, you can have a wait list just like shopping carts when they're out of stock you know notify me when it's back in stock that is yeah, super point. powerful yep. people are happy to put it in you know and what it does is it builds you a very 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 targeted list that you can segment from the rest of the list knowing that these people are genuinely interested now just because they go on a wait list doesn't mean they're going to convert at the time but much, much higher likelihood. And what you can actually do is you can say to them, listen, I'm opening this to the wait list one day earlier than everybody else. So you get an exclusive access, uh, early access. Now, you know, companies like Visa team up with ticket companies to allow their, the, the Visa card holders mm. early access to tickets. You know, having a limited opening is like going to a, a concert. You know, there's only... 20,000 seats in the arena. So, yeah, a million people line up to try and get those 20,000 tickets. So, there's, the, the, again, these are not new techniques. They've been around a long time, but as business owners, we're not leveraging them. So, that is, you know, hugely powerful. The other thing, too, is this idea of a closed membership where members can refer somebody mm. in, very cool. Imagine if I could say to you, Greg, hey, listen, Greg, I'm part of this exclusive group. You cannot access it. But as a friend of mine, if I refer you, you'll be allowed in while it's closed. My conversion yeah. to you is going to go through the roof, right? Because you think you've got something really, really, truly special. So, you know, it's it's not like me just going, hey, you know, you can join any time. Just go yeah. over there and do it. You're going to yeah. think about it, maybe do it, maybe not. So those, those two things, killer, you know, the wait list and the member referrals, you know, Put it, put it right up on your to-do list if you're going to start a membership. Nice, nice. Yeah, cool. And then he finished it off with have a trial or down sale on the back end. So offer a low price trial for, for full access, um, limit the trial for three to four days, and then go to paid after three to four days. All right, so that's really it. It did finish with a really funny number plate actually you had to be there but um all throughout he's, he's, he's a really good storyteller and i've got to say Stu mclaren he did the one of the best presentations it was highly polished it was entertaining he just taught people what to want throughout the entire presentation he had people run to the back of the room for a free offer but yeah it just really presented well had all the hallmarks of you know, what you should do when you're presenting. So he did finish it off with uh, the end to one of his funny stories. And he was talking about his mum, whose name is Gina, and her dad bought her a, um, a number plate that had 
my Gina written on it, right? <laughs> and when you look at it, it's, um, it could be read as something else. Uh, maybe I have to have it in front of me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> mock up a number plate in InDesigner Illustrator with that on it later. <laughs> maybe because the gaps in there, I don't know. But um, or pronounce the I as I. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for the listener exactly. to work out. Killer tips there. Uh, you, you know, I like to wrap up the episode with one thing that that I suggest that people go out and do, but. Yeah, that's a little bit tough. There's some some really good stuff in that episode. If I had to pick a little bit out of everything, you know, first one is, you know, take your hard sell funnel and convert it into something that's a little more elegant, that is online, that uses SMS and Messenger, you know. Position your agency well, price it well, and sell value and deliver even more value. And, you know, look at how you can bring like-minded people from your industry together and and have a captive audience you know all awesome tips i think killer al well that's great well yeah it's been a long episode so thanks for hanging in there and still to come in this five-part series we have the last episode which is essential evergreen marketing principles okay so that is super powerful so stick around for that next week thanks greg thanks listener we'll catch you on the next episode thank you Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.